You know, when you have those little aha, those profound moments in life that don't end, they just keep going. I had a conversation with my three sons, and it was something kind of like following through on uh, some instructions of ask them this question. What word, what negative word do you feel follows you around everywhere? What do you feel is true about yourself that's, that's bad? And our oldest son said he felt like a failure. Our middle son said he felt dumb. Our youngest son said he felt like just any other kid. He felt average. Yeah. It broke my heart because there's nothing further from the truth about any of those children. And what they said they believe is a lie in every sense of the word. And so I told them, and we had like these little duct tape stickers. I wrote on it and said or to our oldest who felt like a failure, you're successful and brilliant. And I slapped that right on his chest. To our middle son who said he felt dumb, I said, you're adventurous and smart. To our youngest who said he felt average, I said, you're special and talented. And that was a few days ago. And I want to give I want to give an update to see, does that sort of thing make a difference yeah. in the life of a child or in the life of anybody? Is it just a cool moment or can it actually matter? So hang on. That update is coming. Mary and Josh Daily Podcast brought to you by United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family owned partner with a direct lender advantage. Mary. Josh. Daily. Mary. Josh. Daily. Mentioned just a little bit ago that I had a conversation with my three sons and they believe some real negative and bad things about themselves. I have no idea how or why. Our oldest says he thinks he's a failure, and, and he's not. Our middle son says he feels he's dumb, and he's, he's so smart. Mm-hmm. And our youngest son is so talented, but he thinks he's average. He thinks he's just any other kid. And so what I did in this little uh, exercise was get some duct tape and write the truth. And I, I put it on their chest when we were talking. And when, when we got home, <laughs> I put it on the wall next to where they sleep, next to their beds. And I just wanted to see how is this going to go? Will they forget about it? Will they say anything about it? And wouldn't you know, they're talking to me about it. Now, days later, my youngest son came to me again. He said, Dad, what did you say about me? And so I was able to tell him again. They want to know. My children need to hear from me the truth. They need somebody speaking reality into their lives of who God says Mm -hmm. they are. And it's just, as I see this play out in my home, it's an encouragement. I want so many more people to experience what my sons are experiencing. So... Whether it's your child or your spouse or a friend, somebody you know that is dogged by these lies, let's call it out. Find out what's that word that follows you around. Let's kick it to the curb and tell them who they really, really are. I think it'll be more than just a cool moment. It could be something that honestly can change their lives. That special person in your life, that superhero who is just amazing. A chance for you to share. Hey, Nikki, go ahead. For four years, I had to deal with something, and I prayed about it, and my grandma finally helped me get through it. And now I finally got a prayer that I get to live with her now. I don't have to go through the things that I went through. She has so much faith in me, and she prays for me every night. Because of that, I'm starting to succeed in school more. My grandma is my favorite person. Confirmation that humans can be superheroes. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, especially moms. Sorry, I gotta oh. say it. No, no, no. Don't don't apologize because you are one hundred percent right. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. And this is proof that moms really do have eyes in the backs of our heads. Uh, I'm working at home recently, and I was on my computer on a Zoom meeting, and all of my senses just told me <laughs> there was a child in my presence. <laughs> like I'm just on alert. 
All of a sudden, like a prairie dog out of a hole, I see a head pop up behind me, but through my computer screen as I'm on a Zoom meeting. (laughs) I immediately start doing, you know, that snap, that very powerful snap where it's like, hello, you better listen or bad stuff's going to happen. My son's head popped up, popped back down when he heard the snap (laughs) and he scurried off like a little rodent. You call her hero. We just call her mom. Here's Diane. My daughter lived on the other side of town, and she called me and said, Mom, can you come over and get this mouse out of the trap, out of the, out of the kitchen? <laughs> and I said, okay. So I went over there, and she had a bench that went to her table, and she had her dropped off in her kitchen. And the mouse was in the trap, bouncing all over the kitchen floor. No! no. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't! (laughs) So I picked up the mouse trap and I said, well, what do you want me to do with it? I've never seen the kids and the grandkids scatter so fast. And she's like, just take it outside, Mom. Take it outside. Mom of the century. You are not kidding. (laughs) You know the old phrase, good things take time, right? We realize this is true. So please give yourself permission to go slow today. Oh, I've been learning that so much in the area of the healing journey. Uh, I typically, you know, rip off the bandaid, go 100 miles an hour and just grind it out. But as you get a little bit older, (laughs) that's hard. It's exhausting. It can be so painful. And I just feel God and I have been working on my little Mary inside of me with a pair of protective white gloves. And I'm just this baby egg. I'm just this little baby egg. It's a lot of fragility, which is okay to admit. Like, I think we all have moments like that where like, listen, I will very easily crack right now. Kid gloves are necessary. Well, and I remember the way I talk to others with kindness and uh, just being gentle and calm and patience. I also have to do that with me. Mm-hmm. I don't think we typically do a good job of that. So all of you out there, I'm sending you a gentle <laughs> hug and just reminding yourself, breathe and let yourself take some time. You either learn it the hard way or you give into it at some point. You have to slow down Mm -hmm. just so you can breathe. I've been thinking about this. We've talked about it a a couple of times now. And so for me, my wife and I, like we have a house of six, four kids. Actually, it's a house of eight when you include the dog and the bunny. Um, There's a lot of chaos. So with the humans, there's misunderstanding. There's bad moods, people looking out for themselves, so on and so Mm. forth. You find this in every family. I'm not saying we're better or worse than anybody. But I'm trying to change that atmosphere. And in order to do that, I'm starting with me. Uh, God has called me to lead my family, but he's reminded me that this change is not an overnight thing. It's not quick. Uh, I've got to set the example. And over days and weeks and months, people will notice. Because I could have a family meeting and be like, hey, we're going to be like this now. That doesn't work. Yeah. They've got to see it in action. So I'm leaving some of my own habits behind, or I'm trying to. More conversation, less dictation from dad. It is a long view. And God has helped me to understand I need to let the process take time. 
going on a trip you want to make sure you've got everything as you head out but also when you return mm. oh this is a list of many things people have forgotten or left behind on their trip just a few highlights antique rollerblades I know. Antique rollerblades? I don't know if they were using them or if they bought them as a keepsake or uh, what. Okay. A Harry Potter wand. Uh, there's can some, you get a replacement on Amazon? I don't know. Some kid's super disappointed. And then this one. Remember, they went on a trip. They were uh -huh. going to bring this home. 22 bunt cakes and a pan of macaroni and cheese. Okay. That would send me <laughs> off the edge. <laughs> When you go on a trip, you want to make sure you have everything before you get to the airport or pack up the car and are five hours down the road. You also, though, want to be sure you have everything when you make that return trip. Oh, it reminds me of a little girl's trip me and my mom took a few years ago. And it was a really relaxing trip. So she brought her house slippers. <laughs> and <laughs> the best. <laughs> I know, right? I ended up wearing them the whole time, though. And because of me, we accidentally left them there. And excuse me, what? I'm thinking, I know, I'm thinking now, how have I not this many years later replaced her house slippers that she loved so much? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking there's a birthday coming up, you know, Christmas will be here soon. But a pair of house slippers, is that not the lamest gift of all time? Well, the problem is you can't make that a gift if you stole and lost them in the first place. <laughs> True. One of the worst feelings ever. You go on a trip and upon returning home, you realize I left something oh. there. Oh, yeah. this And this, of course, happens to everybody. There's a list of like, uh, the most common things left in, a, in an Uber. Yeah. Um, most unique things lost on a vacation or whatever, but... So I've lost things on trips before. Sunglasses, that's annoying. Yeah. A favorite shirt, that's oh. a bummer. And then there was this one. When I was in junior high, I went to Mexico on a missions trip with my church. Big emotional goodbyes after being there for a week. And I was going to to hug one of the, the folks down there that we were leaving, and I hit my head on a like a sign that was hanging off one of the buildings because I was taller than him, and okay. I just I didn't see it. That... Mixed with the emotions, I forgot my pillow right in the same place I'd been. <laughs> wow. It's completely knocked me senseless. I get home, I'm like, oh. As you know, as you've probably experienced it, sometimes life has the most interesting timing. And of course, it's always a surprise. Here's Christine. All of a sudden, I get a call on a Friday night at 9 o'clock. Our daughter has had our second grandson, third baby, on the side of the freeway. <gasps> No! Oh my! Yes. Wow. Everybody did okay though. Everyone's healthy, especially now. Everybody was. Everybody is fine. The baby is healthy. His name is Flynn, and they call him Freeway Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is constantly coming out of my mouth, and when I look in the mirror, I'm seeing her more and more, and uh -oh. weird things that I do. I, I'm no longer graceful, and it's just I am my mom, and. <laughs> For the longest time, you know, as this punk little teenager, I wanted nothing to do with that oh, because she knew nothing and annoyed me and got on my nerves, let me, wouldn't let me do whatever I wanted. And now it's like, I want to be like my mom as much as possible because of how awesome I think she is. is. Do you think she was awesome 
then? Like you can look back and you really were a good mom or you, because you're a grown up and now you're friends and so it, it works? She was super cool back then too. Really? She's extra special now and okay. just the stuff that we've journeyed through together and we've had some really tough stuff um, pop up in our lives but it's amazing when you're in that fight together and in the trenches and you're battling it out and you come on the other side and you appreciate that person so much more and also your bond mm-hmm. is so much stronger and I'll admit we still have our, our, our tough days. <laughs> Where we're like, oh, like texting each other. You're getting on my nerves. You know, stuff like that. Sure. But sure. at the end of the day, I know that God picked my mom for me and picked me for her. And I'm so thankful that he did. I don't know why, but it seems to be the most awkward, kind thing we try to do for one another. Maybe you're out at lunch or dinner. Maybe you're just out for coffee. And you, or the person you're with, offers to pay for everything. Why don't we want to accept that? Folks are just trying to do something nice. It's so hard to say yes. Well, I want you to say yes to this. United Faith Mortgage, partnering with The River. And when they're working with you, they want to pay your appraisal fee for you. Up to $500, out-of-pocket money. You normally have to pay right up front. It stays in your wallet. Maybe that's a little easier to say yes to because it's already your money. But still, I want you to know... This is okay. United Faith Mortgage has been partnering with The River for years because they believe their core is the same as ours, faith and family. And when they work with you, they're really focused on saving your family additional money and stress. I've seen it firsthand as my wife and I have worked with them now a couple of times, and they're ready to handle things for you, whether it's a new purchase or a refinance. Get started at UnitedFaithMortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. Animal number 1330. The Mary and Josh Daily Podcast is presented by United Faith Mortgage, produced by Josh Hooper. For more, go to riverradio.com or on Facebook, search 1049 The River or search Mornings with Mary and Josh.